go ahead and open your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 3. Aren't you thankful for Jesus this morning? Oh, I'm so thankful for Jesus. You know, every time that I have an opportunity to come before the Father, the first thing that I say to Him every time is, Lord, I just want to thank you for Jesus. Father, I want to thank you for Jesus. And even though I do that every time I come before the Lord, I haven't made a ritual out of it or a tradition out of it. I am truly thankful for Jesus and all that he has done for me, all that he continues to do for us. You know, the the ministry of Jesus is not finished. The finished work of redemption and the finished work of your healing, those things are a finished work. But Jesus is still ministering for you today. He is still working for you. He's at the right hand of the Father ministering to you, ministering for you. He is faithful to you. He is a faithful Jesus. Amen. And I believe he's here this morning and he's going to help us. You know, I want another, I am so thankful for Jesus and I'm also so thankful for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit, he is our teacher. He's our helper. He's the teacher of the church. He's the one that does the work. And the other day I was, had just this real encounter with the Holy Spirit, this moment with the Holy Spirit that really helped me. And I want to just share this story with you real quick. I was laying in bed the other night, and um, Jeremy had fallen asleep. For some reason, I couldn't fall asleep. Maybe it was that dark chocolate, that I, dark chocolate espresso that I was eating before bed. But I was... I was, <laughs> I was laying there, and I couldn't fall asleep, and, I, and Jeremy was sleeping, and, and, I, and I said, okay, I was playing on my phone, looking at Pinterest. I know some of you girls like to do that. Look, whoop, whoop. Um, so I was looking at Pinterest, and I just, I, I, I said, okay, I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm going to lay here and go to bed. So I prayed and asked the Lord to help me go to sleep and give me sweet sleep, and then I heard this on the inside real clear. Look over at the monitor one more time, and look at baby justice before you go to sleep. And so I thought, okay. My, and, I, and I thought, oh, I don't need to look at him again. I've been watching that monitor. I have this little camera monitor. Have you guys seen those? But I just had this strong in my heart. Look over at that monitor and look at baby justice one more time before, he w- before you go to sleep. And so I looked over at the monitor, and I had to do like a double take. Because there my child was, my baby was laying in his baby bed on his stomach, completely naked from the, <laughs> from the waist down. All he had on was a t-shirt. He was laying on, he's sound asleep, laying in his bed. He had taken off his pants and his diaper, and he was just sound asleep, sleeping there. And I thought, what in the world? Am I seeing this right? Is, am I seeing this? I mean, it's kind of dark in there, but I was thinking, did my child do that? I have a two-year-old little boy, and he's like the funniest kid in the world. But anyway, I thought, this can't be right. So I like hit Jeremy, and I woke him up, and I was like, Jeremy, Jeremy, look at the monitor. And he l- rolled over, and he looked at the monitor, and, he, and he sa- I said, babe, does, he, does it look like he doesn't have any pants on? And he said, no, 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 that's just like the outline of his pajama pants or something. I go, no, look again, look again. And he looked at it again, and he said, what in the world? 
And I, he's, he looked at me like, what are we going to do? And I said, well, i got to go in there and put a diaper on him. So I went in the bedroom, got him up. He's sound asleep. We're cracking up all the way. Okay, like we took pictures of him and everything. We thought, this is the funniest thing. I would show you that. I would show you a picture of him, but he, he would be mortified for the rest of his life. Anyway, I went in there, and I looked at this. I looked up there, look at him, and I thought, i got to put a diaper on. So I got him out of bed, put a diaper on, put his pajama pants back on, held him for a little while, and he fell asleep, put him back in his bed. And I went back in the room, and I went to sleep. And I thought, oh, holy ghost, man, he helps you in the little things. And then I went to sleep, and I woke up the next morning, and I was getting ready. And Jeremy said, oh, he'll get baby Justice up. And he went in his room, and he picked Justice up, and he came back in the, he changed him and came back in the bedroom. He said, Sarah, that was the messiest diaper I have ever seen. And I thought, man, the Holy Ghost will keep you out of a lot of mess. He does, man. He helps us, even in the little things, even with the poopy diapers. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Acts chapter 3. Are you expecting this morning? Will y'all be with me, looking and expecting, looking and expecting, hungry and responsive to the word? Responsive doesn't always mean yelling or shouting as loud as you can. Responsive is your heart engaged and your eyes set on Jesus, expecting to hear from him. This is verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat at the temple begging alms, the beautiful gate. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I love this account. This is the first miracle that we see after Jesus has left. This is the first miracle that we encounter after the Holy Spirit has come and people are, uh, people are ministering with the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to look at a couple of things here. Look in verse 4. It says, fixing his eyes on him with John and Peter, they said, look at us. Look at us. Does that sound familiar to what we're talking about this week? There is power in a look. There is power in what you look at or give your attention to. Next we see that he says, so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Now this man was probably not expecting to receive a healing that day. He was expecting to receive some money. 
He was begging for money. He had sat at this place, this same spot, for 40 years. 40 years sick in need of God. Sat outside this beautiful gate in need of God for 40 years. Can you imagine? 40 years. And at this point, he was expecting money. He was needing money. So he was expecting them to give them money. And Peter said, silver and, go- silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. But I love it. He did give them their, his attention. He gave them his attention. Now, I want to just share some things to you about this concept, this, this word that we've been looking at, behold, to behold. And another word that I like to use with that word is the word to gaze, gaze. To behold something is to look at something. It doesn't just mean to give it a fleeting glance, but it means a constant, immovable, firm gaze to look constantly and consistently at something. I believe that miracles happen as a result of looking and expecting. Looking at Jesus and expecting something from him. Looking and expecting. A lot of people in life, they're not expecting something from Jesus. They love the Lord. They love him with all their heart. But they're not expecting him to move and to do things in their life. The Lord said to me not very long ago, he said, if I can capture your stare, I can change your circumstance. If I can capture it, if I can capture it, I can change your circumstance. If is a key word here. This whole world is begging for our attention. Every day there is something that is begging for your attention. There is something that's trying to get your attention. But we have the opportunity daily to come before the presence of the Lord, to come and behold Jesus, to come and gaze and look into his face. Whatever you consistently stare at, you give power to. Whatever you look at consistently, you give power to it. And I think that I believe that you know, circumstances that come up in our life, like sickness and disease or some kind of financial need, something that everything that could come against you or go wrong in your life, that may need a fleeting glance. But God, he's the one that deserves your stare. He's the one that deserves your attention, that, de- de- that deserves uh, your look, that deserves your focus. I love this, and um, I want to read you these scriptures. You guys are going to know these scriptures, but they bless me so much. Things that we've known our whole life. But, man, the Word of God is alive, and it's continuing to work. In, in Proverbs 4.20, it says, my, my son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. What did he say? Attend to my words or give attention to them. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those that find them, healing and health to all their flesh. And I love this. There is something that happens when you are looking and expecting. 
looking and expecting. There is power in a gaze of, at Jesus. There is power at a look at Jesus. There is power in thinking about all that Jesus has done, in remembering Jesus. There's power at looking at what God is doing and being thankful for what Jesus is doing in your life right now. There is power in looking ahead to what the Lord is doing and to what He will do. There's power in looking at Him coming and setting up a new kingdom in the earth. Setting up a, 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 I mean, setting up a, a time when you will rule and reign with him. There's coming a day. Sometimes we get so stuck in our present position, in our current condition. But we're supposed to be continuing to look ahead. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Your circumstance may require just a look, just a fleeting glance, but God, he's the one that deserves to have your complete attention. He deserves your stare. So I love this. They said, look at us. They needed him. They needed him to look at them. Now, is it, is it them looking at two men, Peter and John? No, what they're saying is, look at us or look through us to the one who can help you. Look through us at Jesus on the inside. Look through us to Jesus. I love it about these men of God. They were always pointing people to Jesus. Now that's our job as ministers, as Christians, to continue to point other people to Jesus. When you see something good happen and maybe God might have used you, he might have... Um, you might have been the one through which it happened in the earth. Be quick to give God the glory for it. Be quick to turn their eyes up to Jesus and to give him all the glory for it. And I, I, I think this is just such an amazing passage of Scripture because at this moment when they, they, they see this miracle happen, this man receives strength for the first time after 40 years. And he has sat outside this gate for 40 years. And he has watched other people pass through, the, pass through this gate to go into the temple where the presence of the Lord was, where they gathered together to spend time with God. And he sat outside for all these years and couldn't enter in, never enter in. I think it's so interesting that he was outside the gate. And this one beautiful day, this one beautiful moment, he encountered the beautiful one. And for the first time, he was able to move through the beautiful gate to the temple. And he, he, this was such an amazing miracle that it changed a church, it changed a city, and it changed Oh, man, it's changing us today. Thousands of years later, we are seeing this miracle and giving glory to God. What an amazing, amazing, amazing miracle. And I love it because he was outside this gate, far off, far from the presence of God, far away from God, did not know life, did not know healing, did not know a Savior and this one day, these men that he encountered, really he encountered Jesus through these men. But this one day, 
he was able to enter into the temple. He was inter- able to enter through the gate. You know, it's only Jesus who can take you through. It's only Jesus who can take you through the gate. In fact, Jesus is your beautiful gate. I want to read you this scripture out of Psalm 118. You can put it up on the screen if you want. But it says, open to me the gates of righteousness. This is, a, this is prophetic. This is prophetic of Jesus to come. It says, open to me the gates of righteousness and I will go through them. And I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous shall enter. Who is your gate of righteousness? Let me hear you. Who is your gate of righteousness? Who is your gate to the Father? Who is your gate into life? Who is your gate into the blessed life? Who is your gate into healing? Jesus. Jesus is everything. Jesus is your beautiful gate. Woo! You know what a gate is? It's something that you pass through to go into another place beyond. It's something that you pass through to go to a place beyond. I love that. This is the name of this church, Beyond Church. It's a, a gate is something that you go through to move past and beyond. Woo! Beyond into something else. Man, you know, this life that I have right now, it's good. It's really good, and I'm so thankful for it. But I'm still looking to go beyond. I'm looking to go further with Jesus. I'm looking to increase and move up. God is so good to give us Jesus. We can have everything through him. He is your beautiful gate. I love, I love thinking about beholding Jesus and spending time in his presence. The Bible says in Psalm 96 that strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. You know, under a new covenant, under this new beautiful way of living that we have because of Jesus, the Bible says that we are the temple of the Almighty God. We are the sanctuary now of God. And And now that Jesus Christ in us is working through and in us, it's so amazing that we have all the strength that we need in this life. We have all the strength and the healing already working in us. The the only thing that we need is to release faith in that strength that's already working in us. I want to keep reading here. We're just going to study out this passage of Scripture and and let the Word of God work. If you keep going, you see the reason, the how-to that this man was healed. In verse 16, it says, And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him and has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Yes, the faith which comes through who? Jesus. The faith that comes through Jesus. I want to read this to you in another version. 
Acts chapter 3, verse 16, it says, this is the New Century Version. It says, it was faith in Jesus that made this crippled man well. You can see this man and you know him. He was made completely well because of trust in Jesus. And you all saw it happen. Now, I believe that this, this man, he may have exercised some faith. I mean, he did take their hand and stand up to receive healing. But overall, I believe that this was faith that was working in these two, uh, these two men, Peter and John. This was a different kind of miracle. Throughout the Bible, we see so many times um, Jesus say to people, your faith has made you well. And that is something that we see most often through the Bible. That's primarily how people are healed. Your faith has made you healed. There are certain situations, though, in the Bible and in the Word that, that talk about how uh, the Holy Spirit was responsible for this work, or he initiated this. But here we see that there was faith present to heal. And if these men were um, yielded to the Lord, which they were, there was faith in them to see this man healed. Faith in Jesus. Now, if we go back and we look at Peter and John's life, and we look at the things that, that were working in them, they had developed a, a sweet relationship with the Lord. If you look at verse 1, it says, Peter and John went up together at the temple of the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. These men had become accustomed to a lifestyle of prayer, a daily lifestyle of prayer. They went up every day, I think, it, I think about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, if you read in some other versions. But every day, they went up to pray. Now think about it. Every day after your lunch break, you spend some time seeking the Lord and praying. They had developed this kind of sweet relationship with the Lord. They had seen the Lord move. They had seen Jesus with their own eyes. They had seen him. They had looked at him. They had spent time gazing at him. And through that time looking and gazing, looking and expecting, they, they expected miracles. But as they did this, as they looked and they expected, their faith was stirred up to see other people healed, to see miracles daily. They were seeing miracles all the time. And so faith in his name, faith in Jesus. And I love this, this last part of this verse. It says, Let's see here. It says, he was made completely well because of trust in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. I believe there's something strong about trusting the Lord that even goes beyond just standard belief. I believe because he said it, but I trust because I know him. I believe because I see it in his word, but I trust because I know him. I have seen him. I have experienced with him. You know, trust, belief can be based on 
what you see in the Word, what you've heard. But trust goes farther into personal experience with the Lord. You have seen Him move. You know, I have, if I go back and look at, I can, I can tell you, I have seen, I have known the Lord since I was a little girl. And I have seen Him move in my life, in my family's life, time and time again. And I can go back and I can remember, go back and think about all the things he's done for me, all the moments that he's helped us in every area of our life. I believe because I've seen it in his word, but I trust because I know him. One of my favorite quotes that I've ever heard is by a man named Ian Bounds, and he said, trust is firm belief. It is faith in full bloom. What if you just go back and think about some times that you've had with the Lord? some things that he's done for you. Man, the way he's picked you up and turned you around. When you were lonely, he was your friend. When you needed, you needed healing in your body, he met you where you were. You may not have known every detail about the word, but he met you where you were. He's so faithful. He's been faithful time and time and time again. I believe because he said it, but I trust because I know him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just take a minute and and close our eyes and remember what the Lord's done for us. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord and forget not all of his benefits. Thank you, Lord. We just remember today all your benefits, all you've done for us, how you've helped us, how you changed us, how you lifted us up and given us, given us a, a good life, a blessed life, how you've called us and you've equipped us, you've anointed us, you've been so faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Thank you, Lord. 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 I don't believe that you cannot have faith. I do believe this. You cannot have faith for anything without fellowship with him. You cannot have strong faith without strong fellowship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was experiencing some of these things with the Lord not long ago, and just he was ministering to me. I have recently, well, I have a two-year-old now, but I'm still learning how to balance life, how to balance family and ministry, having, being a wife, being a mom, traveling full-time, traveling every other weekend, and going, 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 and then coming home, and laundries everywhere, and um, 
I got to do, I got to, I got laundry. Just Jeremy says that it's like the, all of our suitcases just threw up all the way down the hallway. That's what it's like. And I don't have a big laundry room right now. Thank you, Lord, for my new laundry room. But, but it's like, <laughs> it's like our suitcases, there's, there's laundry everywhere and I have to do laundry and then I have to, I have to, well, you know, we all have to do laundry. I don't mean to make like really complain about it, but I'm just saying, I get home from a trip on a weekend, and then I've got like two days to do laundry, get ready for the next trip. So I'm, I'm having these moments where I'm like trying to clean my house, trying to, trying to get all these things going. Plus, I've got a little baby that's teething, getting a, he's getting some molars in. And this one day, I just, I woke up, and I hadn't had very much sleep because Justice was teething all night and crying, and it was up. And so I woke up, and I'd, I didn't have time to have my regular prayer and study time. Didn't have time to pray and spend time with the Lord. So then I started my day wrong, you know. That's just hard. So then I, I, I started my day, and, and then I just starts crying. So I go in there and pick him up and get him, and he's completely soaked. His whole outfit's completely soaked. So I, like, carry him, you know, like this to the bathtub, you know. Put him in the bathtub, get him all cleaned up, and a few other things happen, and then I won't tell you all the details. But... I get him I get him up and I take him through the hallway of laundry into the kitchen and I start my first meal for the day. So I'm cooking breakfast and I'm thinking, oh my lands, this is only my first meal for the day. I still have to cook two more meals after this. And you know what? It's really, I have a husband that I need to love on today. I need to spend quality time with my husband, you know, I was thinking that. And then, <laughs> and then I was just, I, I just had all these things that I had to do, and then I had this shoulder injury from working out, and I thought, man, I didn't get to, you know, confess my 100 scriptures this morning, and I was starting to have, you know, those thoughts of condemnation, all these things were working against me, and I was thinking about the next trip, how I had to, I needed to practice my songs, because I had to sing this weekend for a lot of services, then I had to preach one service, so I got all these things, I'm, I'm, I am like, don't know what to do, and then all of a sudden, I just like, I cry out to the Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. And I heard this little, still, small voice inside. He said, and your faith is sufficient for me. You know, that word sufficient means enough, complete. We've put on ourselves all these prerequisites to receiving healing. We have put all these things and these, these, um, these, uh, we've tried to do it in ourselves. We've made rules and regulations for ourselves. Every time we do that, we start living under the old covenant. Jesus made a new way for us that's based on relationship and fellowship. Receiving should be with ease. It should come out of relationship. It should come out of love. See, God knew my heart. He knew that I loved him that day when I didn't have time to read all my scriptures, confess all my scriptures. He knew that at some point I would spend time with him. He knew that I loved him with all my heart. And he just said to me, your faith is enough for me, Sarah. It is enough. And every time I start trying to do something to myself and work to make something happen in myself or try to confess as many scriptures as I can, man, confession is powerful. The words of your mouth are powerful. 
You should be speaking the word of God daily. But you know what? If you got to speak the word between doing laundry and the dishes, it's okay. It's okay. Man, cut yourself some slack. It's okay. And I, I just, he was just ministering to me how my faith was enough. And as I cried out, Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. I just let it just pour out of my belly. He answered me. He answered me. Your faith is enough for me. It's enough. I know. I know the meditations of your heart. I know your love for me. And he said to me, there is only love between you and God. And his name is Jesus. There is only love between you and God. Only love. Nothing can separate you from his love like we've been singing. Neither life nor death nor your, your past or the things to come. Nothing can separate you from his love. Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We'll keep reading in verse 4. It's so funny. People saw this miracle, (laughs) and they began to marvel and started to think that it was Peter and John. Men always want to look at men. They always want to look to a person for something. They always are looking to men to do something for them. But whoever you look at, you make your source. You make them the source of your happiness. You make them the source of your healing. You make them the source of your joy. Man, we got to be looking unto Jesus. Looking at Jesus. And I love this. It's What Peter and John do, man, they know God. They know Jesus. When people started giving them credit, they pointed people back to Jesus. If you look in verse 4, immediately whenever God... Uh, whenever, they, whenever man started to give them credit, Peter started preaching Jesus. And he said this. He says he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said, rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Verse 10. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised you from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. Go down to verse 12. Nor is there any salvation in any other. There is no one, no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. What is the prerequisite? What is the qualification for you being healed? It's being with Jesus. When you're in the presence of the healer, you will always experience healing. You cannot have healing without being with the healer. Your prerequisite is not all the scriptures you can say in one day. Your prerequisite is not you making your healing happen. Your prerequisite is getting before the throne of God. 
It's coming and facing Jesus, staring into his face and looking at him. People say, well, that sounds so simple, and how can that work? Man, you have to take time to be with the, with, with, you have to take time with the wise one in order to gain wisdom. Man, in his presence is everything you will need. With him, everything you will need. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A lot of people say, well, the, what you're saying about grace and, and um, your faith being enough, isn't that just an excuse to be lazy? No, man, I'm talking about developing. I'm talking about developing a lifestyle of prayer and a, and a lifestyle that, that you just take time daily to look into the face of Jesus. Taking time to spend with him. You know, I have to stop sometimes in my day, and, and oftentimes I do it when I'm rocking baby justice to sleep at night. I'm just rocking him and loving on him. And as I'm rocking him, I just begin to sing to the Lord, and I begin to, to pray and love on the Lord. You know, any moment like that, when you hear him calling for you, turn and look. Turn and look. Sometimes he's just going to tug on your heart. There'll be moments you're just going about your day and he'll start tugging on your heart. Come away with me. Come be with me. Come spend time with me. And as you do that and you continue to look, you'll, you just be, he will be so blessed. You will be so refreshed. If you go on and look in this chapter, it says, when the, the chapter before this, it says, Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out in verse 19. That times of refreshing may come in the presence of the Lord. And, you know, once, there may be only one step between you and your miracle. That may be just repenting. Do you know what that word repenting is? It's to just turn around and change and go the other direction. There may just be that one step between you and God. What do you do when you repent? You open yourself wide open to God. You know, whatever you stare at, you open yourself wide open to. And whatever you stare at is able to come right into your soul and your heart and your body. Fix anything you need fixed. People say, is, that, is it that easy just looking at Jesus? It is that easy. It is that easy easy, taking time to behold Jesus, to stare at Jesus. And grace, the grace of God working in you. You know, grace is not just something that we were saved by. Grace is a, something that's continually, continually working in us. I'm, I'm moving my shoulder because I had had, I told you about that shoulder injury, and the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. And he just, he, man, he ministered that to me so clearly. But he said to me, grace is not an excuse to be lazy, to live a lazy lifestyle. Grace is a license to live holy. It's a license to move into the, big, the greater things of life. But it is, it's to live life at ease with Jesus, who is the grace of God in your life. Um. The qualification for you receiving healing or anything in life is time spent with Jesus. It's being with him. This sounds so simple, and it is. But it is taking the time to, to fix your eyes on him. 
and not try to make something happen in yourself. And um, gazing at his word like the Bible talks about, spending time finding him in his word and declaring his word, spending time looking at Jesus. Jesus is the word made flesh. Oh, thank you, Lord. When you look at his word, you're looking at him. I know not very long ago, I was rocking baby justice. And we do this thing where he, he likes to dance, okay? And um, I was trying to rock him to sleep, but he, he just kept pointing to the CD player. And he goes over to the CD player, and he pushes play. And he has this CD that he, um, that's a harp, that's harp music. Have you guys ever heard harp music? It is so beautiful. Oh, my land, so beautiful. And he, he pushes play, and he um, wants me to dance with him. So I, I scoop him up, and, and I hold him. He's getting so big now, but he, he, every time we do it, no matter how wired he is, no matter if he's had any sugar or not, he, like, crawls up in my arms, and he lays his head right on my shoulder. And as soon as the music starts, he, he gets as still as he can get. He's just, I mean, so still and limp. He just lays there over my shoulder. And he, his eyes start to roll back a little bit, you know. He's just so at rest. And he just lays there on my shoulder. And we start the music, and, and um, we start to dance. And almost every time I get so choked up, I just, I'm a crier, y'all. Are any of you girls in here criers? I mean, come on. There is nothing wrong with it. You just got to wear your waterproof mascara, which I do have on today. So I knew I'd be crying. So anyway, I just had him on his shoulder, and I'm, I'm, I'm just dancing with him. And I just got so caught up in how thankful I was for what the Lord has done for me, giving me this precious little baby boy. And it's just the most amazing thing when you have a baby, how much you love him. It makes you know God's love for us. But sometimes as I hold him and stuff, I just med- I just think about God the Father. It's, it's important for us to behold God as our Father, to behold Jesus as our finisher, and to behold the Holy Spirit as our perfecter. That's the work that they do in your life regarding healing. And I just, I like to think about God and all he's done for me, and I just, I hold justice and I'm, and I'm dancing and I got so caught up, tears are just flowing down, and I said, Bubba, these are my favorite moments with you. My favorite moments. And the Lord spoke to me so clearly, and he said, Sarah, these are my favorite moments with you. When you rest your head on my shoulder, rest and let me move. And I got it. I saw it. That when I'm at a place of complete rest, I am at a place of complete faith and trust. Resting and trusting. Oh, thank you, Lord. This scripture is in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3. It says, for we who have believed do enter that rest. Rest is so key to being in faith for your healing. To be at rest is key in seeing your manifestation. Um, I want to look at that. Let's just turn to Hebrews chapter 4 real quick and look at this. Hebrews 4, verse 
almost done, y'all. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9, it says, there, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Where do you find rest? At the feet of Jesus. Time spent with Jesus. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful. So we see all these beautiful things that God has ordained for us. He wants us to live life at rest. Living life at rest is living life in faith. And all these, he's showing us how beautiful it is to live life at rest. And then we have this famous, amazing scripture. This famous scripture about the word of God and its power. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. When is the word alive and powerful in your life? When you're at rest, when you're relying completely on the grace of God, when you are relying completely on what Jesus has finished and done for you, that is when the Word has the ability to work. It's so funny that that scripture follows that whole explanation of rest. It's because it's only able to work when you're not worrying, when you're not scared, when you're not fretting. That's when it's able to work. And um, I want us today to experience that rest and receive at rest. One of the greatest ways that I have learned to receive healing in my life is by remembering Jesus through taking communion. And I want you guys to go ahead and get the communion elements ready. We're going to take communion together this morning. But remembering Jesus remembering what he's done for us, remembering all that he's accomplished. Not very long ago, I was laying in my bed one night, and I uh, was missing my Mimi and my Papa. I don't know if you guys know my Mimi and Papa. They're sitting right over here on the second row. They are so amazingly awesome. They have been such a blessing in my life. But I was laying in bed, and I was missing him so much. I hadn't talked to him in so long. We had been so busy traveling, and just things were going on. And I just had these thoughts come to me, these really just out-of-the-nowhere thoughts. It's probably just because I was feeling emotional because I missed them. I had these thoughts like, I wonder if they haven't called me in a while because I did something wrong. Or if, I, I wonder if they're they are mad at me or if they're upset with me over something. Not mad at me. They'd never be mad at me. But I wonder if they're upset with me over something. And I just couldn't quite... I couldn't, for some reason, just having these feelings. Like, I wonder if they're upset with me. And then all of a sudden, I started to remember. These memories started coming to me. And I started to remember our past together. And all the years that we've had together. All the years that I've had with them. And the love that they have poured out on me and shown to me. 
And as I saw that, I saw those things, I would just think about us, you know, them picking me up from school and making me dinner and all these little things that they do. They did to help me grow up and teaching me the word of God and spending time loving on me. Man, they loved me. Love me, love me. I've never seen people love like them. And I went back and I thought about this love that they've had for me. And as I begin to get overwhelmed by this love, I begin to realize that all those thoughts were just lies from the enemy. When you go back and you remember what Jesus has done for you, when you get overwhelmed by his love for you, that love begins to completely dissolve the lie of the enemy completely dissolve any fear the bible says that perfect love cast out all fear when you go back and remember there's power in remembering and looking at jesus i want to read you one more scripture and this is out of the message translation hebrews 12 And it says, I'm just going to start in verse 1 and read it to you. You can look up at the screen. It's in the message. Do you have, guys have it? Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed away. All these veterans cheering us on. Just talking about all the people who have gone before you and are watching all the God moments that happen in your life. You know, you got a team of people on your side cheering you on up in heaven. It means we'd better get on with it. Get on with our life. You know, can you be sick and get on with all the things God's called you to be and do? No, you don't have time to be sick. I don't have time to be sick. Strip down. Start running and never quit. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor. Right alongside God. And I love this part. Listen here. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith or wavering, go over that story again. Item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Thank you, Lord. Go back and remember that story. Go over that story, what he did for you. Cross, took, it, took your shame and your sin, took every guilt, took that condemnation. No, condemnation is a killer, man. It is a killer. It will suck the life out of you. All the sins coming back to you, you're thinking, all your sins coming back to you all the time. Man, Jesus set us free from that. Man, we don't stand before God with a sin conscious. We stand before him completely clean. Man, there is only love between you and God, and his name is Jesus. Only love. I only love. So I want us to do this band. You can come on up. We're going to take communion. Jeremy, will you go ahead and come up too? We're going to go back and we're going to remember what Jesus has done for us. He's a faithful God.
Thank you, Lord. You can go ahead and serve them. Thank you, Lord. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go back over his story. Go back over it. Thank you, Lord. As we take communion this morning, I want us to receive anything that we need in our lives. Healing, anything that you need to settle with the Lord this morning. I believe there's people in here that have had something going on in them for a long period of time. For maybe many years like this man at the beautiful gate. Um, also, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, she had had this infirmity for, a long, for many, many years. But you know what? Jesus can change it all. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I want us just to go, go over his story. Go back and think about Jesus. Remember what he's done for you. Remember what he's done for you in the past. If he did it for you then, won't he do it for you now? Remember your times with him. Say, you may say, I don't know. I haven't known the Lord for very long. I haven't been a Christian for very long. How can I trust him? Man, just start developing it with him every day. Develop a relationship with him daily. Man, you can receive right now today. You can have that miracle that you look back on 10 years from now and say, God did that for me. He did that for me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Jesus loves me. Why don't you just say that with me? Jesus loves me. Jesus loves Thank me. You, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Remember that this communion is not just a ritual. It's not just a tradition that we've made up. But it is a love transfer. And it's a transfer from you to God and from God to you. You transfer all the sickness or any pain that you have, and you see it on Jesus. And in that moment, he transfer, transfers every bit of love, his love to you. It's a love transfer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want you to close your eyes and I want you to see Jesus on the cross. See him. That's what we're talking about, looking at him, looking unto Jesus. I want you to see him and any single thing you have need of in your body. I want you to see that problem or that disease or that sickness. I want you to see it on him. See him taking it. See it on his body. Thank you, Lord. If you got a problem in your shoulder, see that pain on him. I've had something come to on my heart that there were people that have had noticed lately that they were 
they thought they were losing their memory in some areas starting to forget things easily you know how you fix that you go back and you remember all that he's done for you daily go back and remember if you have to you need to take communion daily over that and communion is not something we do just once in a blue moon this is powerful you're remembering the broken body of Jesus you're remembering the blood of Jesus thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord just keep your eyes closed for a moment let me say this to you there's so much stuff that goes on around us and so much stuff that begs for our attention that oftentimes the best easiest and quickest way to behold the love is to close your natural eyes and let the Word of God and the Spirit of God paint a picture on the inside of you and this picture is so beautifully painted in Isaiah chapter 53 prophetically looking towards Jesus and the price that he would pay the sin and sickness and shame that he would bear and I want that image to be painted on the inside of you and I want you to behold that love but here's a here's a thought that I want to bring to you and I believe that this is for I believe it's for all of us but I know that there are ones specifically in here dealing with this you know, it, it took a little bit of time when Jesus was on that cross. He didn't die instantly. I mean, there was a scourging and a beating. And he hung there. He hung there long enough to, to listen to and respond to that man hanging next to him. And you think about what he was bearing. If he was... If he had on him physically right then and there every sickness known to man up to that point and beyond, I mean, there are sicknesses and diseases that will kill you in a moment. And you compound that with every sickness and every disease, it would have killed him in a moment. And yet he hung there. What is it that he had on him The only way I know to say this is he had on him the root of every sickness. He had on, on him the root of every disease. He had on him the root, the cause of all pain. What he had on him was condemnation. Sin deserved judgment. And though he personally did not deserve judgment, he stood in our place and took on him our sin and the just judgment for that sin. It had to be condemned. It had to be. And if Jesus had not taken on himself that condemnation, you and I, by law, would still be required to. But because he took on condemnation, the root, 
of sickness, the root of disease. He had it on himself. That's why the Bible could say to us, He who knew no sin was made to be sin, so that we who knew no righteousness could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You cannot both bear your condemnation at the same time. It's either on him or it's on you. And to experience what Sarah has so beautifully laid out in front of us by the Spirit of God, to experience that, you must let that condemnation be on him on that cross and refuse to take it onto yourself. Lord, we love you today. So thankful for all you've done for us. We look back and remember. We see you, Lord, on that cross, broken for us. We hear you saying to us, this is my body. Take and eat. We receive, Lord, your broken body your healing power working in us today. Receive it. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for your blood. Oh, that there's life in the blood. We thank you, Lord, that through your blood, we have forgiveness of sins. We see you taking every sin every uh, pain, every punishment that we deserve, we see you taking it on yourself. And we receive instead your cleansing power. Thank you, Lord. And your freedom from sin in this life. Thank your freedom from guilt and condemnation. We receive it this morning. Oh, we're so thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank Oh, we're you. thankful for it, thank Lord. You, thank you, thank oh, you, thank you. Oh, we thank you for your mercy. We ask you for mercy this morning. And we receive We receive your blood at work in our lives, continually speaking for us. Yes, take and receive it. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And just begin to thank him. Thank him. Won't you stand on your feet thank and begin you, to Lord. thank the Lord? Thank the Lord. Thank, thank you, the Lord. Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank, thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, 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 Lord. 